Hi, my name is Ellie. Welcome to my podcast, The Stuff Buff. I love stuff. I devour all sorts of stuff from all over the world, and I love nothing more than sharing that stuff, the good stuff, with people. So this is a short bi-weekly podcast that will bring you the best of the stuff that I have come across in the last week. So listen on to find out what I've been reading, watching, experiencing, listening to and wearing recently. Hi and welcome to episode 16 of The Stuff Buff. I think this is probably going to be part of a series, this episode, about Venice having just got back from there for half term. And this first one is going to be about how it is in Venice with children, which is something that I spent much time furiously googling before leaving and never really got an adequate answer to. We were visiting with our eight-year-old and our ten-year-old and so I hope that this podcast will go some way to answering the question, is Venice okay with children? All the blogs and articles I read previously to going had lists of things to do with children that I read with interest but a healthy dose of scepticism. There were a lot of glowing reviews of Venice and there is no way that these people had such a beautiful time as they made out. Venice is busy and hot and to have had a hashtag so blessed holiday with no meltdowns is something that I refuse to believe. I've never been anywhere else and seen as many arguments as we saw in Venice, mostly between young, childless couples about which platform to catch the correct vaporetto from. I can wholeheartedly recommend taking a 10-year-old to figure out the water bus system and then putting them in charge. He turned out significantly more reliable than Google. Equally, I was baffled by the numbers of people who brought very young children on holiday to Venice. It is an expensive place to deal with toddler emotions about walking or hot bus boats or climbing over yet another bridge without any hope of happy memories being retained into adulthood. I am very glad we waited until A, legs were stronger and B, hippocampuses were more developed to go. So, much like any other place on earth, Venice is absolutely fine with kids, but we definitely had to plan well and spend a lot of time prepping the boys. We decided to go for a week. This was for several reasons, in large part because the flights we chose were significantly cheaper, and we also managed to get a discount on the accommodation by stalking Airbnb for new listings with 10% off. Also, the city tax runs out after five days, so any extra nights thereafter are free. We chose to stay as close to the centre as possible to minimise walking while being off the main drag. While there were other reasons for our choices, we were also always considering the impact on the children and of how to make the holiday as good for them as possible, so it would be good for all of us. All the research we did did pay off in that we were led to a Venetian mask-making workshop while this was extremely expensive, it was the one major souvenir we got for the kids and it was a brilliantly run workshop. The masks they produced in only an hour looked really good and they were both really proud of their work. The other kid-focused thing we found that happily coincided with our visit was a monthly kids art class at the Peggy Guggenheim collection. You book online, though it is free, and for a blissful 90 minutes they are led away in a multinational crocodile 
to learn about an artist and create some art. This allowed us to enjoy the collection and at least half an hour of people watching in the shade before our extremely well-looked-after children reappeared clutching their art. We did stay up till Italian midnight to book as soon as the tickets were released about a week before and it's just as well we did as they sold out as fast as Glastonbury. Huge thanks to the lovely American and Canadian interns Greer and Stephanie for being so lovely to the boys. Apart from those two things and buckets of ice cream, chupa chups and card games, we didn't really have to pander to the boys at all. Venice is so fascinating and fun that they were mostly really into anything we suggested. We went to St Mark's, umpteen churches, Murano, the Academia, the Frari, the Giardini Reali, as seen on Monte Dom's Adriatic Gardens. We saw many Bellinis and drank a couple, the biggest canvas painting in the world, and spotted full Venetian lions. Full Venetian lions being the ones with wings, to be clear. The oldest loves seeing the St Mark's horses up close, and the youngest can now recognise at least four saints from paintings. St Sebastian for his arrows, St Francis for his monkishness, and St Peter for his keys, and St John the Baptist for his resemblance to cat weasel. The other joy of going for a week is that we were able to make time to go to the Lido. It's almost torturous walking around the wateriest place in the world with hot heads and aching feet and not being able to just jump into the water. The Lido is not as glam as I'd hoped, but serves classic Italian seaside. Much of the beach is private beach clubs that you have to pay for, but there are well-signed free sections, which were completely acceptable and the perfect decompression chamber. The boys did completely embrace Nazone life in the city as well. Most of the piazzas have a water fountain or Nazone with drinking water. This means you don't have to lug huge amounts of water around with you as there's always somewhere to fill up and hot heads and sticky mitts can be cooled and cleaned and the odd water fight can break out. Even on the one day the youngest insisted on some me time, aka leave me alone with the iPad parents, we adapted. My husband took the oldest to look round the St Mark's Basilica and I took the youngest to a cafe and then to the Scuola San Rocco with its impressive Tintoretto ceiling which was right next door to our apartment before returning to the flat for iPad time. Another huge plus to being central is the ability to pop somewhere for a short time while being demonstrably close to home. The visit to the Scuola San Rocco turned out to be one of his favourite things, although he was quite critical of Tintoretto's depiction of Jonah's whale. I'm not going to pretend it was all plain sailing. The mosquitoes were brutal, so definitely stock up on a deep-based insect repellent and anti-san before you go, and be prepared to spend a lot of money on ice creams to stave off tired protests. But don't be scared to show your kids new things. They are sponges and will gain so much from the experience. Mine certainly did and were full of thanks on our return to England. I will put all the recommendations that I have talked about into the show notes, along with the best ice cream that we've tried. And if you have any questions or any queries about how to manage with eight plus year olds in Venice, then please do give me a Instagram message or uh, an email on the details in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Stuffer. I'll put all the links in the show notes so you can look up the good stuff I've been talking about and I'll be back in a few days with another episode. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch, please email stuffbuff at duck.com 
or find me on Instagram at the.stuff.buff. See you soon.